Welcome to the Your Bold Life podcast. I'm Val Selby, and I'm an empowerment coach to women over 40. I take a stand that it's time for you to take your turn in life. Make sure that you're subscribed here on the site to get notice of the latest episodes. When you do so, you will also get a copy of the Id Gaff Year's Happiness is a Choice. Or you can hit subscribe on any of your favorite podcast platforms. I'm pretty much on all of them, I think, at this point. So today, today, I really want to dig into this emptiness topic. So I think it's going to be popping up quite a bit here coming up in the future. As I've been doing some interviews, I've been noticing when I'm talking to the emptiness mamas that some are sad and their interview turns into all about their kids and family. I had a really tough time steering the interviews back to their wants and needs, which was part of what I also hoped to get into. And then there was some of them that as we're going through the questions, they are just right into jumping right into telling me their future plans, uh, retirements, the new goals, and, and the tough parts of having an empty nest. But it wasn't their every thought flowing through their head as we're talking, as they're answering these questions for me. So it's really bringing up this topic of, wait a minute, (laughs) you're becoming an empty nester and you're still happy? I, 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 (laughs) there's a divide. And as I've talked to a few women who are, they're still sad there's a lot going on. We're still, we're still sad as it happens, but then they're also feeling this like tremendous guilt for the fact that they're happy. Holy fuck. They're feeling guilty because they're happy. And it has a lot to do with this society yet again has taught us that we need to just revel in the sadness of our nest emptying. That that is the only way to go through the empty nest is mom is unhappy. Flip side of that, what do we see? That dad's freaking out, happy about it, right? That the kids are finally gone. This is the is what society has led us to believe for so long. So we get to this empty nest part, mommy. We get to this and all of a sudden we have some happy thoughts of, wow, the scariness of my life is now absolutely about me. And that can be really exciting. And planning it can make you happy. But wait, I'm not supposed to be happy. My nest is emptying. No, I can't be happy. Can't be happy. I have to be absolutely sad and revel in the sadness. Just just mire myself in it. Be that martyr of, oh my gosh. Oh, everybody, everybody, be sad for me. Be sad for me. My nest is emptying. Can you believe it? What am I going to do? Now, when I was talking to one person in spe- specifically, um, we really, <laughs> these interviews are always supposed to take like 15 minutes, but I mean, how many of us right now are craving girl chat time? Like, 
crazy. And I will tell you, I'm doing all these interviews and I am obviously, I am totally recognizing the fact that I am way past needing a girl's night or a girl's weekend because <laughs> meeting up with these women, we've got so much we want to talk about, so much we want to get just off of our brains <laughs> and commiserate with others. So it's been really amazing, but my 15-minute interviews are definitely not 15 minutes. As you know, I'm a talker, so... As things are popping up, we are definitely also going to talk about them. I'm not just going to answer the ask the question and then sit there and, and be like, okay, cool. Next question. No, hell no. No, we're going to talk about it. <laughs> I'm just going to leave you mired in your own thoughts. So as I've had um, one conversation in particular, we were really, really meshing on the emptiness. Now, like I said, oh my gosh, I... I went through a, a lot of change when I when I, the empty when the nest started emptying. Uh, when my when my oldest was a senior, you know, I was at the point where I was ready to have my hysterectomy. I was done. I was absolutely done with my 17 years of extreme pain going on. So I had that going on. I had the emotional emotions going on of, of the family dynamics going to be changing because the oldest is graduating and just that whole process of life is about to change and never ever be the same. And I did it on my own, unfortunately. I didn't have the support that I wish I wish to be to other women. And then I try to make sure other women are, are feeling as they're going through all of those emotions. Because then there was the part of me that was just like, wow, but what does that mean? You know, what does that mean for going forward? And it did take me quite a while to get through that. And unfortunately, I, as I was reaching out for support groups out there, I was finding the same things that the friend that I was interviewing also has found, the acquaintance I was interviewing has also found out there. And that is that the majority of those support groups that are out there for the empty nest moms are mired down by whining and they turn into just complete crying sessions day after day after day of how sad these women are. And I, she, she's gotten to this, she went to the same point. I had to leave the groups. I just couldn't. I was feeling guilty because I was happy. Not happy about every single thing, of course not. But I was happy that I was at this next stage. And here I was back in this, this old thought process of, oh, Am I not supposed to be happy? Oh my gosh. Okay, well, if I'm not supposed to be happy, then I probably better start focusing on the, this stuff like they are and how worried I need to be and, and all of the things that happen when, when the kids leave and, and parenting adults. Parenting adults is so hard. Um, all of that stuff would start flowing through my head of, oh my gosh, maybe I'm not focusing enough on all of this. And I'm like, wait a minute, lady, you have been here before. 
with feeling certain ways. You know, over the years, I had people around me that I thought were support groups and they were unhappy in their marriages. So guess what? Then all of a sudden I'm like, oh, wait, wait, maybe is my marriage not as good as I think it is? And you start making up shit, right? Same process again, where here we are years later and it's the empty nest time. And I start processing and looking at things going, wait a minute, if I'm feeling okay with some of this stuff, does that mean that I am like not dealing with it? Am I in denial? Because even back then I was still, I'm still now, that's, that's my go-to. I like to live in, in denial. So I'm like, wow, am I in denial? And then it's like, no, no, I'm just not going to sit there and wallow in self-pity that life is changing. I know that that going through those groups while they were a lot, (laughs) they were a lot and they're definitely not how I like to live. I don't like to wallow in the sadness. There's just way too many things that we could all be sad about. I don't want to wallow in it. I don't want my entire life to be about that. That's just not how I choose, even in my, even in my hardest times, my hardest years, that's just, it's not the way I wanted to choose. That is definitely something that would bring me out, bring me out of it. Um, But a lot of those women, truly, I do think that they needed to seek a little bit of medical attention. It had gotten to that point that they were at an unhealthy level of wallowing in it just making it their every single waking thought. And unfortunately, as I'm doing the interviews, I'm still seeing a little bit of a trend with some of the people that that I know they're happy about it, but in some respects, but they still haven't made that transition from the fact that their every waking moment doesn't have to be about worrying about what the kids are doing and I know I know that that can be a very tough transition and it's not very easy and I'm not saying that there's not times that I'm not just completely worried you know the kids are going through stuff and there's things that I can't control anymore because they're adult kids Um, so I I do have that worry Um, but then I try to remember that I raised amazing kids And my husband and I were amazing kids back in the day when we were adults and we were still going out there and we made stupid mistakes, but we raised smart kids. So they're not, they're not going to make some of the mistakes out there that rush through your brain (laughs) when you're worried about what things can be totally screwed up. So yes, I was sad. And yes, there are still times when it's just like, oh my gosh, you know, especially when they come over for Christmas, when I I got lucky enough to have them over. Oh goodness. I say bad mom. I can't remember if they were all here for Christmas or all here for Thanksgiving. Now I, um, it was, it was Thanksgiving. I had them all here for Thanksgiving. And that moment of sadness does pop back into my brain a little bit for days gone, days gone by because it's just that reminder of how much things have changed. 
And I have to really focus on the fact that, you know what, I've got it right here and right now. And I'm going to be present in the moment and enjoy the moment of the fact that all of my kids will not be under my roof. Often, they're adults. They have adult lives. They have things that they want to do. And sometimes that does make me sad. I miss it. But it also makes me be more present and enjoy those times when it's only a few times a year that I get everybody under the roof and we are one giant sarcastic family picking on each other again. Uh, it makes me enjoy those times better. So I look forward to them instead of trying, instead of wallowing the fact that it doesn't happen, you know, I'm trying to plan the next one of, okay, so when can we get together again? You know, how, when can it happen? Whose house can it happen at? I'm not opposed to going to my daughter's house too and having the family gather over there so I don't have to cook or clean. <laughs> so of course, of course it's gonna be sad times. But you get to choose if you're going to wallow in those sad times. It's a giant change. And as that giant change happens, we have to all find ourselves again. You know, it doesn't matter how connected to yourself you are. When your nest empties, when your kids turn to be adults and or move out, the empty nest is kind of in this weird limbo land now, now with uh, kids doing college at home and such but all of those changes you have to just really pay attention to what do you want to happen you know you don't want them to stay home forever right you know I can look back I happily buried myself in the raising our family I am um, definitely can look back and see that there was times that I sacrificed way too much of myself but I can also look back and know that, you know what, that was the best I could do at that time. That is all I knew. I didn't really know how to maybe tone it down a little bit for lack of something else. Um, it was, it was the, I didn't know what else I wanted to do. So that was the easy thing was just to totally, totally be all in with the family. So it doesn't matter if you've worked on yourself during all of this time or not, you're still gonna hit the empty nest years and have to find yourself again. Because even if you think you know a lot about yourself, once those kids are gone, you're gonna find out that, wow, <laughs> wow, there's a lot of change still going on. Wow, there's things about me that I forgot or, or, or didn't even know or didn't allow myself to think about. And I refuse to beat myself up about the fact that I totally engrossed myself into raising my family. So I had mentioned that in when my when our oldest was senior was when I really started noticing when it really started hitting me hard, hard that oh my gosh these years that we've been waiting for the years that get us through all of those tough, the dreams that get us through all of those tough years of raising the kids, you know, when, if you're raising a mini me, like I did, those, those tween years start hitting and you're all of a sudden 
knowing that you're talking to your younger self and you're in your mom's position because you were sure that the same shit was coming out of your mouth and you were not a nice person. Just me? <laughs> Just me? <laughs> so it was the fact that she was going to grow up and she was going to go out her way and she was going to be a great independent woman. It was, it was, and we were going to be able to go and do our dream, dream stuff and the retirement plans and, and all of that stuff that we had put on hold, you know, because it's expensive to raise kids, you know, travel and, and all of that and just the time to travel, all of that stuff was going to start coming up. And that's a lot of emotions to deal with. So when the oldest was in her senior year of high school, it hit me hard that these were closing in on the last years of life as we'd known it. Her moving on, whatever that was going to look like, would change our family dynamic forever. Forever. And I was starting to seriously lose my shit at that time. Um, I had no one to reach out to and the emotions were completely stuck. I was really stuck on the fact that my life, our lives were never going to be the same again. And not even looking at the fact that it may be better than ever going forward, which is where my husband comes in. <laughs> we were sitting at lunch one day and I was talking about it and, uh, Thank goodness I have him to talk to about it. <laughs> and I don't have to filter how I'm feeling. And as, you know, as, as we're looking, we're across, across the table from each other. And as, as we're talking, you know, you can just look at him. And he's just got such a different expression on his face. Like, I don't get why you don't get this kind of thing. And he just looks at me and he's just like, like, but now it's just going to be about us. And I'm like, hmm, wow. He's like, yeah. He goes, now it'll just be about us. We get to go do whatever we want. And we're actually going to have the money to do it. <laughs> I'm like, well, that's an interesting way to look at it. And so immediately after that, we started talking a lot more about dreaming, what we wanted to do, making travel plans, um, talking about retirement because it's not far off. We're at those years that when we were the stupid kids, they're coming up. They're coming up fast and it's fun and scary to plan, right? So those conversations got me through a lot of the tough times as I was processing the kids leaving, um, making plans, making ridiculous plans, making plans that are not even things that we're actually going to do or possibly want to do, but just the fact that if we wanted to, we could. So I know one, one issue also that helps when I'm about that conversation is the fact that, that my husband and I were, were never in a position where we've gotten to do a lot of that stuff. We, um, you know, raising the kids was my full-time job for about 24 years-ish and retiring from that job was naturally tough. But when we look back and we're like, but we get to do all this fun stuff 
again. And most people get to say again, we were silly young kids when we got together. So we got married. I was 21 and nine months later, literally nine months later, I got pregnant with our oldest. So we didn't do all the dating scene. We didn't do the running around and all of that. So it does get to be exciting that now we get to look at that. And I know that that is a big helper is that I've got him to also lean on and remind me that, you know what, we're going to go and do this fun stuff now. Um, we're going to travel. We're gonna, And it's helpful because he's going to make me do it too. There's times where I'm like, man, let's just keep it easy and just stay home. And he's like, no, 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 we got to go and do something. So having your nest empty is a crazy time full of roller coaster emotions. It does not matter if you're embracing it or not. It's full of emotional roller coaster. But it's also a time to celebrate your accomplishments. You did it. You raised a human being to adulthood that you want to be around, that you enjoy being around, and that you are going to miss being around every day. And while that is heart-wrenching because you know that life will never be the same, it's amazing that you've survived all of those crazy years and still want to hang out with those turkeys. So pat yourself on the back and smile through those tears of change. You're not alone. Generations of us have gone through. And we're going to talk about it a hell of a lot more. I am ready to talk about it a hell of a lot more. So are you an empty nester or are you soon to be like in the next one to two years? I'm looking for, for those that are in it, those first few years of being in it, or if you're coming up on it um, and do you have 15 minutes to chat with me? I would love to talk to you and get some feedback on it as I'm building this new program. Um, not quite sure exactly where it's going to go. That's going to be dependent on the rest of the interviews that I get done. I'm so looking forward to the more that are on my schedule right now. So email me at val at yourboldlife.com. Or if you have a question that you would love me to address here on the podcast, you can email me or I've created a little form down below and you can click on, click on the link for the form down below in the show notes, and that'll take you to a form to fill out. You can stay anonymous if you would like when you ask your, when I, uh, when you type out your question, that'll be not be a problem. Just stay anonymous on there or hit me up at any time. I'm looking forward to answering any questions that you have about the emptiness or midlife years. So thank you for joining me today. I look forward to continuing to guide you into creating your bold life because baby, you deserve to live as your best self.